Welcome to the Raise Rowdy Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki T. We do not have Kurt here with us today, but uh, we are talking to a very special guest, someone that I've known for a while now, and someone whose event I've been going to for 10 years, coming on 10 years. Um, One of the roots of Raise Rowdy, and one of the events that has kind of formed me as a country music fan. So I'd like to welcome to the podcast, Mr. Paul Barhorst. No, it's a pleasure. Enjoy, uh, enjoy all your podcasts. It's an honor to be on one of them. Absolutely, it's uh, it's great to talk to you. I know we've been talking about this for a while. Um, we had some plans to possibly do one of these before our our lost year to the COVID, <laughs> and uh, I'm glad that a the world is getting back to normal so that we can enjoy country music together, and that uh, b we actually got to sit down and do this. So thanks so much for being on. That's right. We're going to not miss any opportunities moving forward. It's uh, uh, We're looking forward to having a great summer and seeing everyone again. Yes. And here's to 40 more years with no more interruptions. There you go. <laughs> that would be a great plan. Yeah. <laughs> One year at a time is what my parents would say. So, Well, let's talk a little bit. Um, so for people that don't know, your family is uh, the owners and operators of Country Concert in Fort Lauderdale, Ohio. So it's a country music festival um, that has grown over the years. Uh, why don't you just tell us a little bit about it, and then we'll get into the nitty-gritty of the, what makes this year special. That sounds good. Yeah, we were a festival for, before there were festivals. So uh, this all started uh, with my parents uh, getting married young and at the ages of 18 and 19 in, in uh, 1958. Uh, my dad wanted to live in the country, bought this farm that had no farm value is all rough terrain and ravines. And, uh, my, my mother lived out here and, uh, you know, when she brought her mother out, she actually, uh, cried for her. Cause she's like, Oh my gosh, where, where are you moving to? <laughs> they didn't have a lot. And, uh, ended up, uh, they had us five boys, uh, my, my brothers and myself, and in 1970, my uncle got married in, in Seattle, Washington, and my dad had an Oldsmobile station wagon that he rented a pop-up and took my brothers out. I was too young. I stayed in Kentucky with some relatives, and uh, uh, they took my brothers and a neighbor girl out to the wedding. So all along the way, they made stops and at campgrounds, and the wheels started turning for my dad, thinking, well, we have a property that we could have camping like this. And um, so the return was a was after a successful wedding and a nice trip and many adventures along the way, uh, they decided to start the campground. So in 1971, Hickory Hill Lakes was started. Uh, and uh, as things went, they started having some barn parties and campground and anniversary parties. Um, my, my dad was smart enough to get married on his birthday, so it was kind of a birthday and anniversary party, so he could never forget uh, uh, what his anniversary date was. And then uh, these parties started to grow. My uncle would make homemade wine, 
and there was starting to be three and 400 people and we couldn't keep up with the, uh, with the, with the bar. And they decided to uh, hire national entertainment and charge $7 and 50 cents for the first day. And that was Louise Mandrell and her show. Uh, the Mandrell sister show was a hit that summer. And we had other acts like, uh, the great Johnny Russell and uh, a whole day of music, some local entertainment as well. And uh, that was the start of it. So they did well enough to uh, try it again in 1982 and, and everything grew from there. Yeah. And it's uh became a big thing. And I know that I've been going for going on 10 years and my crew or, or it would have been 10 years the last year. And my crew had been going even a year longer than that. But I know we're coming up on a really special anniversary for you guys um, as a festival. So why don't we, before we get deeper into the roots of it, why don't we talk about this year's lineup and um, kind of what makes it special for you guys as an you know, anniversary, but also you know, how you've built the lineup. Great. Well, you know, with it being our 40th event, we wanted to uh, tip our hat to our history as we went along. So we have uh, the legend Alan Jackson, who's yeah. uh, the fourth time that he's played our event. He first played in 92, 02, 06, and now, now 21. So to have a, a legend like that uh, uh, kind of was the key to our, our uh, tip of the hat for the history. So that that day on Friday will be Justin Moore, who also, he was uh, he first played our event in 09 in the saloon, actually. Um, Small Town USA was hitting number one. He was playing our saloon 10 at the time and became a crowd favorite immediately. We had him back in 10, 11, 12. 15, 17, and now 21. Uh, then we have Lori Morgan. Uh, this will be the fifth time she's played our event going back to 1990. The Bellamy Brothers first played our event in 86. Um, this will be the uh, fifth time and the uh, fourth different decade that they've played in our, at our show. Wow. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, going back to Howard and David making the trip back and playing in the saloon, that's going to be quite a treat. Um, that's a, uh, you know, going to be at seven o'clock and, and all the audience will be uh, thrilled with all those hits that, you know, that they're going to bring in the history along with them. So we also have Riley Green on that day. And Riley was in our camper party at, in, at CC18. Yeah. In that camper party and his career is taking off. But we also have, uh, with that, we have Lori Morgan and Keith Whitley's son, Jesse Keith Whitley. Yeah. And Jesse Keith... Uh, you know, son of a, of two legends, and Keith Whitley was scheduled to play our event in CC eighty nine, but uh, sadly passed away in May May ninth of nineteen eighty nine. So he never made the show. So kind of going to come full circle with uh, uh, with Jesse Keith playing the show that day, and kicking off the event on Thursday will be Neil <laughs> McCoy, who's a fan favorite. He anyone who's seen his show knows why. He is just a legendary live performer, uh, fan favorite. He's played the event most times in our history. CC 21, Country Concert 21. That'll be his 14th appearance, uh, and he's going to do uh, you know be part of our opening ceremony and and um, you know kicking off the show is going to be pretty special. So, but then you add in the you know the hottest acting country music today, Luke Combs on Thursday night as the headliner. Right. Mixed in with the uh, artist of the decade, Jason Aldean. Uh, Jason played our show first in 07 um, as an eight o'clock 
act in front of Toby Keith, <laughs> grown on the headliner show, and now as the artist of the decade is going to going to close the show uh, July 10th. So there's a lot of a uh, lot of history in that lineup this year. Yeah, and I love the fact that you guys do have you know you go back and you get some artists that are historical, right? And then you do a great job specifically with the saloon stage of getting people that are going to be next in country music. And so being kind of like what we do with Rage Rowdy, um, uh, and even before that, just as a country music fan, I would always pay attention to the side stage and see, you know, oh, who's coming? And then look at their music. So before streaming was such a big thing, um, it was even a bigger resource. But now that you can find all these artists' songs online easier, um, it's a great resource for fans to introduce themselves to new music as well as remember some of the music that they love and maybe you haven't listened to in a little while. So I think you guys do a fantastic job of that. I appreciate that. It's always exciting. There's so much talent out there. As you know, uh, now that you live in Nashville, um, it's amazing how many people are three minutes away, as they say, waiting for that song. Um, our first camper party, we had Florida Georgia Line in 2012. That was the first yeah. time Wednesday night party. And they were... The day after our event, they signed with with Big Machine. Cruise was already starting to uh, was released and was uh, taking great traction, and and uh, Big Machine uh, jumped on board and they really uh, took off like a rocket. Then they also went on to to headliner show. But uh, mentioned Justin. We had Rodney Atkins. He had uh, you know was going through hell. Was uh, he played that in our saloon tent? Um, Morgan Wallen played our played our uh saloon stage so it's a it's it's a lot of a lot of fun to see these acts grow and and see what happens in their careers but uh, amazing amount of talent yeah and it's always a great success story to see someone that you know you guys were betting on early you know that came and is playing on the main stage and then gets later on in the day in the main stage you know so it's it's super cool to see that i remember the first time i heard of joey hyde who's a a big songwriter in town now was through your guys' event. He played, you know, the side stage. And uh, it's funny, we have an ongoing joke with my crew of uh, friends of that first Florida Georgia Line show where, you know, we were uh, we were slightly inebriated. We had some adult beverages. So <laughs> some of my buddies, I told them how, because, you know, Wyatt McCubbin played, who is a great songwriter, and is uh, now signed to 50 Egg Music. He's played our, our writers round. And then uh, Florida Georgia Line played, and then they just did it again, you know? <laughs> so they did the same sets again. Wyatt played again, and then FGL played again. And there's a there's a thing where some of our friends are like, that never happened, you know? <laughs> well, I know, yeah. Since then, you know, we were, we were making the uh, day... Uh, you're giving people as much entertainment as you could. In the early days, it's the main stage acts would play two shows. So in the early 80s, um, artists were used to, uh, Tom T. Hall would play two shows. Uh, many times you'd see the afternoon show and the evening show. So we hung on to that for a little bit. And I think the the workhorse we had the most was uh, Kip Moore. When we had him in 2011, he actually played three shows in the saloon. He, re- he reminded us of that, that he remembered that when he played the, uh, in 2019 at, uh, on the main stage. So, <laughs> but no, now we've stacked a lineup with even more talent and, uh, everybody plays one show. 
So even like this week, Drew Parker, uh, he's got a co-write that's number one with uh, Luke Combs. Yep. And we've had Drew in the saloon before, and now we've got him back, and he's got his own single at number 53. So, uh, you know, just need to see these things take off for him. Jameson Rogers, Nico Moon, um, yeah, Laney Wilson, Flatland Calvary, the list goes on and on of uh, just uh, super talent. Yeah, it's one of those things where, um, so I remember we were front row for that Drew show at the saloon. And, you know, we knew Drew and had talked to him. So he was like, man, do you think anybody's going to come over here and watch this? And I was like, dude, Drew, this whole place is going to fill up, brother. And he's like, no, for real? For me? They don't know me. I said, they know more. They know you more than you think, man. I said, and they know that when they put someone on this stage, that they're going to be good. And you fit this demographic, the people that are here. And man, it filled up. So he was like, I remember him looking down at me and being like, give me a thumbs up. You know, it's a, it's special moments, man. And some of those guys, that's their first time playing a festival, you know, and some of those guys, it's the first time playing to a crowd that big. So it's a, it's always super cool. And man, I'll tell you, I love the main stage and I've never been super close, right? Like we haven't gotten the, uh, any closer than gold circle, but uh, there's something special about that side stage, man. Just the chemistry that the crowd has with the stage and just uh, the way it fills up, you know, as like the artist on stage kind of as it fills up. There's just so much energy and electricity that happens there. I just absolutely love it. You can see that, uh, see that in their eyes and in their performance, you know. Uh, yeah. Brothers Osborne played uh, our main stage and then came over and played a show in the saloon uh, the first year we had them. And they enjoyed that experience uh, of, of the saloon at that point. Um, and we actually, uh, after that, we had uh, moved the, uh, we moved from having a noon show on Saturday to making it a four o'clock. She took that slot and put it at four o'clock on Thursday to, to make the day start later. And, uh, just kept having larger talent in the uh, in the saloon then as well. Yeah, it's uh, you know a lot of acts have great memories of of playing that uh, playing that stage. It's a pretty neat experience. So um, look forward to making more memories uh, along those lines this year. Uh, you mentioned Wyatt McCubbin. We actually have him on our homegrown honky tonk stage this year. Uh, our event started with a lot of uh, regional and local talent. And there's so many talented people from the Ohio area that are uh, trying to make a name in Nashville, Wyatt being one of them. He has a co-write with Tracy Lawrence. You mentioned 50 Egg Music uh, being his publishing company now and exciting things happening for him. We also have another uh, up and coming act uh, after Midtown. Yep. They're signed with uh, uh, Core Management. Core Management and CAA and yep. have a deal one of the gentlemen's from uh, outside of Cincinnati and then mm-hmm. Western Pennsylvania. Yep. And there's another favorite on here. I've never, the whole lineup is really good. So Cole Ritter is a young man that's from our County and he, well, his dad was from our County and I, uh, he's uh, at Belmont now, super talented. He's Cole Ritter in the, in the night owls. Uh, so he's going to play that. We're just adding more, more entertainment everywhere we can. Yeah. Trying to get to make the fans experience even better. Yeah. I love that. And I love how uh, every year is a little different, right? So, um, you know, the 
the lineup's different. And I remember when you guys made the move to having that firm second stage as opposed to just the tent and just like that that leveling up, right? And then you guys added that third stage and had the Ohio stage. And again, that's just more options for the fans. Um, and one of our favorite parts as a crew of uh, slightly degenerate fellows is that you guys are a BYOB establishment. So I don't know any other festival that I can think of off the top of my head that is at your guys' scale that is still BYOB. And it's pretty rare, rare in the business. Uh, there's a, you know, a Hodeg festival in, in Wisconsin that still has uh, top entertainment and allows coolers. But other than them and us, we kind of grew up together in that, uh, in that way. And um, so, yeah, we still uh, allow coolers. You can bring a 14 inch cooler with your own beverages in, and we also offer great deals on site. So yes, you can get a, a 15 pack of Keystone for $18 and then, <laughs> uh, or a 12 pack of Coors Light for $20. And yeah. a lot of people actually bring an empty cooler and fill it there. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we, our parents and my brothers, we just want to continue the tradition of it being a great value. Yeah. That's, uh, that's how we're, uh, how we were raised and we want to keep reinvesting in into the uh, event like you mentioned the saloon stage is now a permanent structure and uh it's got great uh uh great great building great stage some cover for for the folks and then um and then we added a screen behind there this year on the main stage how are you going to celebrate the 40th besides a great lineup we added uh we're adding uh, 20 by 40 portrait screens on each stage left and stage right of the main stage going to give you a stadium effect in our uh uh in our venue uh making the show supersizing the show that way so we just want to keep reinvesting and keep it keep it at a great value so um i know we've passed other festivals on the way to your festival you know that's how much we love going to your festival and it really does have a family atmosphere Um, I think that's one of the things, and there's so many different things happening, right? Like there's, if you want to be having tailgate games at your campsite, there's that, right? But there's also families with small children. There's, there's people that have been going for generations now that have, that are coming, you know what I mean? And, uh, there's a little bit of something for everyone. Lots of great food vendors, like you said, very good pricing on beer, so if your cooler runs out, instead of having to run out, you can just pop out a 20, maybe 25 with the tip and, you know, get that, get the bag of ice and put it right on top of it, right in the venue, so, which is great. Yeah, it's a, it's like a family reunion for us, uh, not a, with the fans especially, and then with the people that help us put it on, uh, mom and dad and my brothers and our families, we, we know it's not about one person or one family. It's about the people that have been helping us put it on for years, and they're people that have been with us for the entire duration uh, since we started, since before we started. And the number of people that have helped for over 30 years is a long list. And we uh, have so much fun seeing them again, any run from security to we have a family that helped us uh, uh, do everything from being stagehands to help us park, park the campers. Uh, You know, now they're, uh, you know, the grandpa's with us, the, the sons are with us, and then the uh, grandchildren are helping us with that as well. So uh, we have a lot of stories of that and uh, talking about also the generation of fans. So 
there are some cases of there's three generations here uh, enjoying it together. So uh, that's what we try to keep. And you have a d- different uh, experience for everyone and uh, how you can enjoy the event how you want to enjoy it. Yeah. And I think that's a great part of it. And something that I've always noticed, like going to the festival, is that everyone is very friendly. Um, you know, you don't see a lot of altercations, which is sometimes not the case when you go to festivals or to big events, right? Um, I mean, of course, there's always some some things that happen, but for the amount of people that you have there, it is a very friendly, very welcoming crowd, right? Um, specifically in the campgrounds, you know, you'll you'll meet new people every year that end up becoming like family to you. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate you saying that because it's something that, you know, it's a compliment to the people that attend. And, you know, of course, there's always some liquid courage around, you know, how that goes. Uh, <laughs> right. It adds to the excitement. But uh, overall, like you mentioned, uh, uh, you know, it is like a family reunion. So you got you got the people that have been camping by you. And they, if you're a first timer, they're going to help you get set up and tell you about how to, you know, how to get around the grounds and the, uh, get all the tips of, uh, uh, how to best enjoy it. And, uh, and uh, maybe invite you to play some of their, uh, some of their camp campground games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we've been lucky enough to find a lot of those people that, you know, helped us find the lay of the land. And then since we've been there for a while, we are some people that get to help others find the lay of the land now. Right. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. I ran into you the one time in the uh, saloon and I like, uh, I saw stellar, stellar mullet, sir. And yeah. uh, you said, well, I have, you like it? I have one right here. And I, I still have it that I uh, uh, will wear on occasion as needed to other, other events that I might go to. <laughs> yeah. And that's before mullets were cool. You know, that's before they were back. We brought them back before then. <laughs> Having said that, I only had it for the weekend, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, like you and your group, uh, Ray's Rowdy, uh, uh, I got to know you as the, uh, uh, the, uh, Rowdy gentleman of leisure. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of the roots of Ray's Rowdy. And I've, I've actually talked about this on some other podcasts, but, um, like our crew of friends that started going to your festival, which started as like a bachelor party for our friend, Jason, kind of turned into a family and every year some people maybe couldn't come other people came for the first time and it just grew and grew and grew and me being the ambassador to music that I've become um I'm and like kind of the project manager of our crew for for parts of it you know just like kind of tried to keep that team together and from the rowdy gentleman of leisure and like making silly t-shirts that we made and koozies and uh, going to concerts and meet and greets, that's the roots of where Ray's Rowdy was from. So you guys are an integral part to what Ray's Rowdy is today. You know, it's it's a something that couldn't have probably happened without it. Yeah, that's neat. And I'm uh, uh, enjoying seeing your brand grow and uh, you make the move to Nashville and uh, follow your passion. You can tell the reason that uh, you're finding success and, and uh, you know, uh, opportunity is because you're you're uh following your heart and your passion and that's what that's how we were raised as a as a family and uh you know and then i know it's hard work because you're working uh full time and doing doing things at night and it looks like it is a lot of fun but it's uh, also get up and do the job in the morning and uh uh so i never have a, i think it's great to see uh 
what uh, Ray's Rowdy brand is doing. It's very cool. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate that. And I, even before kind of like Ray's Rowdy was big, I know, uh, like you said, we had like a Twitter account that was the Rowdy Gentleman of Leisure. And really, it was like a country concert fan account, kind of, right? Like, we really were just like interacting with you guys and other people from the festival, you know? And then it kind of branched off from there. And then um, we've had some cool stuff like bands like the Cadillac 3 that we had meet and greets with started using our gear, uh, like koozies on stage and stuff like that. And that's kind of where uh, Ray's Rowdy kind of started uh, from that, figuring out what that looks like. And I still am today, you know, <laughs> but uh, that's kind of where it started organic and that yeah. our event was uh, just that it started out as an anniversary and campground party that people you know who cared about each other got together and then more people got to know each other and and then now it now it's the the event that it is yeah and you know uh, and the people that come and have fun are the ones that make the event so you know we've had great great entertainment at all of them but yeah. uh, none of that is possible without the people that come and have a great time. And if it's not, you know, fun, then then they won't come back. When we've been fortunate to have a great crowd of uh, people that it grows, and all of a sudden your friends are coming and and uh, make it a tradition. So, yeah, we have. Uh, I think we have about forty people with us this year, which is uh, should be an interesting time. We have got a lot of uh, Verisod Park as you arrive camp passes, <laughs> and. Uh, I think that's great too that there's options, right? So there's RV passes where you have electric and access to those things. And then there's more economical tent camp campus where you can camp for as little as $100, right? So you can put a tent up with a car for $100. And, um, and then like where we park is kind of in between. So it's a little more expensive than that, but still very economical to camp. Um, and then you can cook out with your own grills, um, have your own fun. And then you guys have, uh, trailers with showers, which is very important. Specifically, I know some folks that wouldn't come if that wasn't the case. Um, so that's very beneficial that you guys have that available. Um, hot showers when you have don't feel great makes the day so much better. <laughs> yeah. So we had tried, we have the amenities here uh, that we've uh, been able to uh, uh, add and make sure people are comfortable. Yeah. And then there's a, there is a camping area for someone so that if you've gone from the tent, now you have a camper, you park a little closer and then now you have a camper that, you know, or maybe you've uh, gotten married and it'd be nice to have uh, some air conditioning so you can get, uh, you have a campsite with, uh, with electric and, and uh, you can grow into whatever area you want. But like you've found, it's so much fun in the uh, in the Vera general camping that, you know, why move? It's just a great, it's a great value and it's a good place to, uh, uh get your group to get together. So yeah, that's something for everyone. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And one of the things that, um, uh, as crazy as it sounds like we made friends with the ice guys, right? So like the people that drive around and sell you bags of ice have become like part of our crew kind of, you know? We're like, hey, you guys need any water, Gatorade or anything? You know, you want, we just made hot dogs. You guys want hot dogs? You know, just like being friendly. And uh, that's great. They'll be looking for you too. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where if you're good to people, people are good to you, right? So if you're nice and a smiling face and um, to anybody that's walking down the aisle, because, you know, we, 
we kind of camp right at the bottom of that hill on Verisad. And uh, I, I remember people coming over and like saying, you guys are just so nice. And we're like, we want everyone to have a good time. We're having a good time. If you're here having a good time and you're not bothering anybody, we're going to be happy, you know? And that's like what I, one of the things that we base Raise Rowdy on, right? Is like, you want to be a good fan, right? So you want to be a good member of the community of country music fans. You want to be a good member of the show community. So, you know, we like to be up front, but I'm not going to push in front of anyone, you know? We're going to be up front by showing up early at that side stage, you know, maybe while the main stage is still happening so that we can be up front, you know? You've got a plan. Yeah, exactly. And that's part of, uh, for me, what makes it being raised rowdy is like, you're raised rowdy, but you're also raised the right way, you know? And so being a good member of the community and being a good member of the festival world, I think shows that. And so like, I want when someone has a raised rowdy hat or a t-shirt on, the idea that, okay, that's probably someone that gets it. You know, that's probably someone that is living this lifestyle, but is doing it the right way. And that's what I hope we have. Yeah, that's a great theme. And uh, I think, uh, you know, that's the way, uh, you know, our our event grew in small towns where, you know, there is a church steeple and a bar and there people work hard and play hard. Yeah. I see your group. I see other groups like like you guys and gals and it like you work hard, you play hard. So now you've put in your uh, work for months you've got some vacation time, you're going to go have a great time. So, yeah. uh, and then you're nice, you're, you know, you, you just want everyone around you to have a good time too. And that, that is contagious. So, yeah. So I see that uh, similarity with, with a lot of our groups that come and, and it grows that way. And that's part of that community and the um, uh, family reunion part that, that arrives. So that's a, a great story. Yeah. And I, there's so many great stories like that. You know what I mean? Everyone you talk to, I remember the one year people were marking on their arms how many years they were at country concert in Sharpie, mm-hmm. you know? And just like seeing people that at that time were in such a young age that have been going for years, you know? It's crazy. That means their families brought them, you know? And they became a member of that community as almost kids and sometimes actually kids, you know? Uh I have friends that are from the area that were like, parents were like, when you're 18, you can go to country concert. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like a, it's a rite of passage for a lot of these kids and country music fans. And I think that there's more country music fans in your area because of the event, you know? So it's like, it's a beacon for that type of music. It's a beacon for that lifestyle of country folks. And there's as many country folks in Ohio as there is anywhere in the country, you know? Right. No, no doubt about it. So, and we've, you know, uh, over the years now, we have people that have come, you know, we have uh, in the past from Argentina, from France, from Switzerland, from, uh, you know, 10, 12 different countries, many folks from Canada. Uh, Australia. Australia have made it a tradition and, and to see them in this community uh, as well and being welcomed. It's just a lot of fun. Uh to grow that. Um, so, and people like yourselves that have come back and welcome people and they have a great time, introduce them to the event that all helps, you know, that makes their experience better. And, and then the next person pays that forward to the next new person that comes and, and, uh, and then everyone has a great time. So that's pretty cool. 
uh, one of the things you mentioned that I think is kind of neat is like, you know, do you remember when you know, kind of over time, the lineup uh, time has been kind to our lineups over the years. We talked about Jason Aldean and I was looking around at the last time we had, or the first time we had Jason, our, our noon act on Saturday was Taylor Swift, <laughs> Miranda Lambert, Rodney Atkins, Jason Aldean and Toby Keith. So, you know, uh, how that, well, how that looks 14 years later, it's just crazy. <laughs> yeah. You know, in 2018, we had the same, I think the same thing when you're going to look back and see when you had, uh, the ability to have, um, we had, uh, Lauren Elena, Kane Brown, Luke Combs, brothers, Osborne, Eric church. Yeah. Ashley McBride, Kendall Marvel in, in the, uh, saloon. <laughs> so, you know, that's, uh, cool to see how these acts grow. And then you just remember that you got to see Ashley McBride in the saloon that year. <laughs> yep. And, uh, I remember talking to her side stage at that, at that show specifically and her saying, Nick, you got to move to Nashville. Mm-hmm. So before the show, her and her band had came over and were like talking to us and she's like, you just got to do it, Nick. And it took me a long time, Ashley, but if you're listening, I took that advice. <laughs> yeah well you made it it's, yeah yeah you followed your heart and made it happen that's pretty cool so and then we have I don't know how many uh you know people that come to the event now that the first time they came was because of Taylor Swift and and uh and as their young young girls that, that their parents brought them to that early show and and uh and check that out so it goes on to like 1990 when we had Garth Brooks the first time uh, Garth was so hot at that time. He was scheduled to be earlier in the day. We had to move him down. You know, one of the first times he played friends in low places was our event. Uh, you know, and everything was just the response that he had, uh, from the crowd, you know, he fed off that, uh, even though he was new, but his energy, the crowd's energy. And then he stayed until the last person who won an autograph got it. Uh, you just could see how hard this guy was going to work and what he was going to do in his career. Um, so it's neat to see, you know, uh, actually one of the documentaries that was on with Garth had a picture of him at our event, uh, scroll through it. So uh, to see that be part of this, uh, you know, megastars history and career is it's neat to, to be a part of that as well. Stuff you don't forget. So. Yeah. And I think, I think a festival like yours is something that, that not just the fans remember, but like you're saying, the artists remember too, you know, there's a lot of artists that have those stories. Like what the first podcast we ever did, we called the ballad of Jake Owen and it was about CMA fest, but we talked about on there, we saw Jake Owen on a golf cart rolling through the festival. And like, as we were entering the festival, he was like going by, we're like, that's Jake Owen. And we like ran up and we have this like made up story that Jake Owen ran over our buddy Dave's foot. So like, it never happened. We were just like, my buddy Dave was like, ow, Jake Owen, you ran over my foot. Like as he went away and he just like waved, you know, (laughs) but it's like, like almost like a legend now of like the time Jake Owen ran over Dave's foot, you know, (laughs) just like, just silly stuff like that, that, uh, we talk about seven years later, you know, or six years later or whatever it is. Um, moments that you make with friends. If you're with friends for four days in a row or three days in a row all day long, you bond so quickly. And that's what I call festival family. 
right? So that's a that's a real thing. There's people that I've hung out with a total of seven times maybe that I feel like are in my family because we go to festivals together like yours and you get so close in that time period, you know? There's something about having that joint love for country music and about being as into it enough that you go camp in a tent in the heat, you know, and like probably a little stinky during the day, you know, <laughs> till you get that shower. <laughs> but there's something about all doing that together, you know, and it's kind of like being in Nashville and everybody, all the artists pointing in the same direction are the songwriters, right? If all the fans pointing in the same direction has that same kind of thing. It's, it's like good karma. It's good vibes. And I think that's one of the things that I love the most about your festival. Yeah, great. That's, you know, that's how it, uh, uh, that's how you want it to be. And there's nothing like, uh, uh, good karma, you know, pay it forward. Yeah. Um, so who's your, uh, football rooting interest? Are you an NFL fan? Are you a, a college fan? Well, you know, I'm a, you know, Ohio state Buckeye fan. Oh yeah. Uh, we have the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Uh, looking at the Browns having better days here. Yes, dude. I think they're about to, um, the reason I ask is because I have a podcast sponsor now called Action 24-7 Sports. So what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to bet on your Buckeyes to win the national championship on uh, Action 24-7 Sports for you. And if I win, you're going to get half the money. Or maybe I'll just buy you some hot dogs at country concert. <laughs> but, uh, man, it's been great getting to talk to you. Um, one of the things that I want to talk also about is that you guys are big supporters of the community, right? So like in that Fort Loramie area, the amount of money that the economy is built up, not just your business, but all of those shops in the area, all of the restaurants, you know, all of the, the grocery stores and the, I'm sure the beer stores, <laughs> you know, everything in that area sees benefit from your guys' festival. Um, I just think that's such an amazing thing to be able to do for a community that you live so close to. And, um, and then as you, as you talked about, like a lot of the people that help are local people. So it's like, you know, graphic designers, your website management, all of that stuff's either in-house or close related to in-house. And I think that's a super cool part about what makes your festival so neat. Yeah. It's great to have, uh, that, uh, uh, community support. And when my parents started the event, they wanted it to be good for the community. So um, the Fort Laramie Fire Department has been running our main gate um, for over 30 years, maybe, uh, you know, over 35 years for sure. And we have the Newport Sportsman's Club with the beer and the ice that you mentioned. Yeah. Jackson Center Boosters, Sydney Band Boosters, uh, Fort Laramie Football uh, and volleyball parents help us clean up, uh, and all this money stays in the community. So, um, that helps a bunch. It helps their programs and there's more and more to, uh, uh, that I haven't been able to name yet that, and they're part of what makes the event successful because that's that continuity and we get better at what we do every year because these, uh, uh, organizations come back year and year, year after year to help us improve the event, you know? So it's, uh, it's a great win-win, uh, we hope, for the community, for sure. Absolutely. And, I mean, by the time we got there, everything's so seamless. So, I mean, I've been to other festivals now, right? But if you're talking about what, if you're talking about, like, what specifically 
makes it so you want to go back is like everything runs like it should run at your festival. You know, even things like sometimes when it's like, oh man, it's so dusty. You guys come over and freaking spray it down so that it's not as dusty, you know? Or like the one year it was so muddy, you brought in gravel during the days of the festival and filled in mud pits with gravel, you know? Like I I just absolutely think that the things that I've just seen firsthand, uh, stuff that you don't have to do, right? But that you guys do do to make it a good experience for all of your attendees. And I just absolutely love that. That's great. Well, I appreciate you mentioning that. And we hope that, well, we think it's the right thing to do. And we're, we really are fans first. Uh, my, my parents were fans and, and our families are fans. And we, how would we want it? Uh, and that's where uh, dad said, run the event with your heart, not your billfold. So if the right thing to do is get the stone trucks in and, and, uh, make people's experience better as quickly as you can. We, we do what we can Yeah, manage the elements that are thrown at you at the time. And, uh, and what we can do, we do. And if we can't, then we make notes and try to improve it for the next year and yeah. people see the improvement. So um, that's the, that's the way we, way we operate. So why don't we tell people it's I know they're pretty easy, but their social media where where they can find everything and I know we post about it on our social media too, but tell them where they can find you online as well as on social media uh, countryconcert.com of course with the website and then we're at country concert on Twitter we're at country concert on Facebook and at country underscore concert on uh, Instagram so you can find us there. It's uh, it's so great getting to talk to you and just get a little bit of the rundown of what makes country concert tick, right? And it's so powerful to see this experience live. Guys, if you haven't been to a country concert, this is the year. It's the 40th anniversary, and the lineup probably couldn't get much better. I remember thinking in 2012 when I saw the lineup, which was my second year, and it was just an insane lineup and being like, how could they get better than this? And I think you guys might've done it this year, man. Freaking Luke Combs, Party, Cody Johnson, Neil McCoy, Alan Jackson, Riley Green, Hardy, Jason Aldean, Deanna Carter, Jody Messina, and the side stage, man. Lainey Wilson is about to have a song that hopefully will go number one. Jamison Rogers has number ones. Nika Moon has a number one. Ashlyn Kraft, I think, is going to be one of the biggest stars in country music in the future. Um, Wyatt McCubbin, might go down as one of the finest Ohio artists that ever come out of Ohio. I think he's going to has a bright, bright future. I think it's crazy that he, cause I thought he was older. And then when he said I was 17, when I was opening up for that show, I was like, Holy heck, you know, just getting to hear that from him is just so amazing. Flatland Cavalry, one of my absolute favorite bands uh, out of Texas. And in general, that was my most listened to artist of 2019. Um, and I got the chance to meet some of those guys and just goes on and on guys like Clark Manson, who we found originally through your festival before we even had raised rowdy when he was young and opening, he came over and had a beer with us. You know what I mean? And I I've had Clark on the podcast a while back. So it's great to, to see him back on the lineup and man, the camper party, if you can make it out for the Wednesday before, the camper party's level of excitement is so great. And you guys have John Langston who absolutely crushed the saloon stage the last time he played it. 
That I've never seen it that packed as I saw it for that. And man, I can't wait for for him to come back. Um, as well as Walker County and Kylie Frey and Kylie's dynamic too. Um, I'm just so excited about this year's lineup, especially after a year of like no festivals, right? It's going to be such a big, amazing event. And I'm just so happy to be able to get back and go to it with you guys. Great. Well, we're feeling the positive energy from uh, uh, everyone in our area. And we're looking forward to welcoming, welcoming uh, everyone back to Fort Laramie, Ohio. Paul, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the podcast with us. And uh, hopefully we can do one for next year before the, the 41st show. Sounds great. We'll see you next month. Absolutely. We'll see you guys in July. Hopefully we'll see you guys listening in July too. Um, you can find us over on Veriside. We'll be there. And uh, hopefully you'll see us inside maybe too. We always uh, end up kind of by the big chair. <laughs> Well, guys, I'm Nikki T. If you like this podcast, make sure you follow Country Concert and head out to the event, man. It's the weekend after the 4th of July, and it's probably the best time you can have for the amount of money you're spending. You, you can't even just think about it like tickets. Think about it like how much you'd normally spend on beer <laughs> and how good of a deal you're going to get on that at this event. If you're a little rowdy like us, that goes a long way. Um, we appreciate you guys listening, and we'll see you in the front row. You don't have to explain it. It's just the way